You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for watching the PHNX Coyotes podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five star review. I'm Leah Merrill here with Steve Peters and Craig Morgan in our GOAT studio, the Diana Taurasi studio here at the PHNX Sports offices. Happy Wednesday. How's everyone doing? Good. I mean, there's hockey. There was hockey last night. Yeah, there's going to be a regular season hockey in two days. In Europe. In Europe, of course. <sighs> and Yotes in a week. Ooh, a good, that was a good PD side to kick us off. I don't know what day it is. It's a week from tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's coming. Wow. We're talking hockey. In Pittsburgh. We are talking hockey. I can't believe we're here. And uh, Coach PD is coming out yeah. today. And Craig and I are going to attempt to be coach, but PD has come prepared. I think so. And this this time of year for coaches and, and, and for fans alike, you go, oh, this guy, this guy's going to fit on the team. This guy's going to make the team. This is the guy. He'll be Got on the team. a lot of tweets asking questions about this. But when you really start putting it down on paper and seeing who plays where and who's going to play ahead of whom, then you go, uh-oh. Maybe there's not enough room on this roster. That's that's the thing, too, with, with fans. They're like, well, this guy's going to make the rest of this guy. Well, there's just not that many spots. And there there are other issues that we'll talk about in a minute, but... Uh, PD, I, I don't want to steal your thunder here. Why don't you tell people well, what we're doing today? So we're going through a little exercise and we're going to make this, this is this, no fooling. Like there's no high tech answer to this. This, when I was inside the coach's room, this is exactly how they went about putting the team together and putting lines together. It's just pieces of paper on magnets on a whiteboard and let's throw guys up. Let's move them around because when you, when you, Get different ideas, and sometimes it is literally just throwing something against one, see if it sticks. And you go, "Oh, never thought of that guy with that guy. That that might be good." So today we are going through and into the co- the coach's room, and we are going to build the 2022-23 Arizona Coyotes roster. Are we ready? I'm ready. Do I have to be Rick Tockett, like I mentioned? Oh no, 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 no we're not no. doing that. Okay, because like, I don't want to get yelled at. Okay. Have you ever watched a hockey game? Petey? Yeah. Have you ever seen a game, Petey? <laughs> an idiot. We're going to go to the whiteboard now. We don't have any of the lines or the pairs or the goaltending tandem up yet. Yeah, so we, where we're do we build start? Do we Let's start, start with the, the top line. Start at the top I line? I think we should start at the top. Now, before we, we put it up, I think they had success last year with two different line combinations at the top. I think Keller, Schmaltz, 
Boyd, which we saw for the majority of the season. Mm -hmm. Boyd had his career best offensive output year. Keller was absolutely lights out. And Schmaltz at moments was phenomenal with those three together. The other centerman that they had at times, when I miss at a times, it's only a game or two, was Barrett Hayton. I don't know if he's ready yet. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So let's get a line up there. Let's start the first line. This is what it's going to look. Don't physically like vomit up the first line, but put it up on the board here. (laughs) So we're going to start with our first line. We're going to put Boyd in the middle. By the way, PD like printed all of these out and put magnets on every single one. And by the way, if you're listening on audio, I'd recommend heading over to YouTube for this because there is a visual element. We'll, of course, speak it all out loud, but yes. it is some fun visual aid if and, you're watching on YouTube. And there's our first line. Are we all in agreement that that's I the first I think for line? now. I think this is what they have to go with because this line had so it's much proven. chemistry last year. They've all talked about it. All three line mates have talked about how they work together. Don't fix what ain't broke, right? So go with this top line to begin with. As we know, lines are fluid throughout the course of a season, whether it's through injuries or guys going in slumps. But I think they start with this top line. Yeah, and here's a concern. I just want to throw it out there because I think these guys were effective last year at times. Keep in mind, when you're looking across the National Hockey League, first lines are Kreider Zabenejad. They are Matthews Marner. Uh, McDavid Dreisaitl. You know, often pairs of guys. And they, they... McKinnon Rantanen. <laughs> Yeah. Crosby, Gensel. <laughs> and on and, and on. on. Yes. And, you know, Kempe uh, last night with um, who, the, the new uh, Fiala, like that line in L.A. The concern is this is a good top line for the Arizona Coyotes. Is it a good top line across the NHL? Rebuild reminder. <laughs> yeah, HK. <laughs> for HK the record, draft day, for buddy. the record, Slindy is here this weekend. We need, um, oh, so we got to bring Slindy in. I, I might have we to need get, to get her the to, button. Re- yeah, I might yeah, have her re-record it. She needs to come it. in and, re- and re-record, re-record it for us. It. Okay, so okay, now, we, we're there. We're, we're going to stick with this first line for now. Nothing's per- once we put it up doesn't mean it's permanent. We right. can shuffle. Well, no, lines are. You've got to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So let's go to the second line now. Let Let's throw this up and let's have some debate. So do you want to start with a centerman? which is where you would usually start yes. with the number two center. Yes. And right now we've got to go to some of the things that have been said in the media by Bill Armstrong and Coach Trini is Nick Bukestad's got to play in the top six. So if Nick Bukestad's got to play in the top six, I think he's got to start as our number two center. Yep. Uh, that's, yeah. what I'm, today. that's what I'm penciling in for now. And, and let me explain that. Uh, when they acquired Nick Bukestad, Bill Armstrong said he thinks he's more effective in those situations. He doesn't think he brings as much to the table when he's down in the lineup. Now, other things are going to change that over the course of the season. First of all, he has to perform. He's going to get some power play time as well, but he's got to perform in that role for them to keep him there. And we're going to talk about another impact, uh, you know, another reason why he may drop in the lineup a little later. But I think for now, you got to roll with Nick Bugstad and give him a look in that second line center spot. And the other thing is, too, when you talk about fluidity, there are times over the summer and leading into training camp, coaches will say, oh, absolutely, this guy's going to play. This guy's going to play with that guy. 100%, they're going to play together. This is going to be their top line. They practice the first day of training camp and go, oh, this isn't going to work. <laughs> like, we, we need, that was, that was. And a lot of coaches think in pairs rather than full lines, too. Two I guys think you that, see that often. Yeah, yeah. Hey, when we talk about two pairs, and, and I know I just read an article on the Rangers where you talked about Zibanejad and Kreiner, and then you got Panarin with Trocek. So they got their first two sets of pairs done, yeah. and yep. you think in practices of two, and, and then you fill in that third. For the Coyotes, I think that top line right now is Schmaltz-Keller. That's the two. 
and then who intersperses into that top center spot may vary during the season. I, I, we'll see. So we've got Bukestead, big centerman in the middle. Any thoughts on who we want to put on his wings? I would like to see this comprise of some size. So I'm going to go along with newly signed left winger and Frenchy owner. We're going to go with Lawson Kraus on the second line left wing. How do you feel about that, Craig S. Morgan and Leah Merrill? I think the middle six on this team is going to be very fluid throughout the course of the season. So I think you can put Kraus in that role. Yeah, I can see him up there. Um, again, these things are going to be fluid. There might be an argument to play Lawson Kraus alongside Barrett Hayton to get let them build that chemistry, yeah. right? Thomas, Thomas Wayne in the chat said Cassie and Hayton Kraus. So. And I, I will say this, we had that about 20 minutes ago. That's exactly what we had before we tore all the magnets down. We did have that. So I, I'm, I'm fine with that. Here's, here's what I'm thinking as a, an alternative to this. I'm thinking Nick Ritchie on the left side mm. with Nick Butestad. I actually love that. And Ooh. then and I love that. Zach Cassian on the right-hand side, and you've got yourself a very big, very physical line that can be your, your second line, a, a matchup line. I don't know. I, again, I, I think these things are going to be fluid, but yeah, I, I like that. See, see and that's part of the exercise. And I, yeah, I yeah. think Richie's a guy that I had forgotten and what his offensive upside, his ability to get to that, his size, his ability to get on the four check matches very well with what Nick Bugstead is supposed to be able to do for this team. That's a heavy line. And who did you see on the right Cassian. side? Cassian. That is a big, scary line. <laughs> it's a bruising line. Thomas but, said that line's going to be tough. Holy F. And then Loyal Sif said, jokes on Toronto. We may have lost bunting, but we gained a first line center and track. But there you go. And again, so when you're talking about a second line, you can throw out three guys with size, three guys that can get first on a puck. And there's no fear on that line. Uh, there will be guys. We have to see what the defensive responsibilities are going to be with Bukestad and Cassian. We haven't seen them enough in, in Andre Turney's system to know how their defensive 200 foot game is going to be. But I tell you what, they're going to scare some guys. I mean, yes. when you're looking up at a matchup line and you're putting those guys, we just saw what Trevor Zegras went through against Jan Yannick. Can you imagine him going against that line? Yep. Okay. Boy, howdy. All so right. I think we kind of got to our third line by default. We have. Right? Hayton in the middle. Barrett right? Hayton in the middle. And let me, while you're putting Barrett Hayton up here, I want to remind people what something that Andre Tourigny said last year. Barrett Hayton was playing up in the lineup early in the season and, and people were wondering, okay, he's not producing any offense. Andre Turney was really frustrated with that narrative because he was facing some of the toughest matchups in the NHL on a nightly basis. He was holding his own defensively, doing a lot of good things away from the puck. Okay, he wasn't producing, but what they what they decided to do later in the season to relieve some of that pressure on him, they dropped him to that third slot. And that's when we saw Barrett have 18 points in 34 games, in addition to doing all the other things. They like what he brings right now at this stage of his development in that spot. That's not saying that Barrett Hayden can't move up. Yeah. We know he's slimmer. He's looked very good in the preseason. Very good. If he proves it, he could climb up another spot or two in this lineup. But maybe to start the season, you put him in that comfort spot between who you guys think. See, this is and this is where the hard part is because I I, I saw the comment A Root has Richie with Hayton. I really thought the chemistry with Carlson Hayton was there. I'd like to see if that progresses. The two guys that are on this, you know, they're both younger guys. I think I'd like to see them together on the right hand side. This is where it gets hard. It does get hard here. Are we going young Gunther? Dylan Are we going Gunther. young Dylan Gunther? A skilled guy that can get the puck on the net? Or is it a guy that we talked about on a PTO right now, an experienced player in the National Hockey League with Alex Chason? I, yeah. would, 
Chase on was where I was going to go naturally. We saw them have success in last night's game. Yep. Um, I don't know. That's just where my gut went, but I'm open to. I agree with Liam suggest. on this one. I like Chase on in that spot. Did I you thought just he call played me well. Liam. Liam. It literally Liam? sounded like I, you said I heard, Liam. I heard Liam. Maybe I was going with Liam. Liam Merrill, and I just shortened it. Liam. Like a okay. name. Okay. Sure. I mean, Jacob Franklin behind the the camera. going also has two names. I like the chase on, but here's the issue. And, and when we're going to get done, there's a lot of names on this right-hand side of forwards that aren't up on the board yet. And we have three spots and, and an extra. The, a few of those names have already been sent down to Tucson. Yes. doesn't mean that they won't come up at some point in the season. Yeah. But if, if this roster we're making right now is what we think it's going to be on opening night, we can naturally you know, quote unquote, cross off some of those names as starting lineup That's opening fair. night. It, and we can talk a little bit later about maybe where those players could fit in given injuries or scratches or, you know, people's performance. But yes, there's a lot of names on the side, but a few of those have been sent down already. So I'm going to do something quickly here. Roaring Fork, they're dumb. Gunther should be in Tucson. I'm going to go ahead. I'm moving them out. Not to Tucson because he can't he, go there. He can't yeah, no, Tucson. he said I hate CHL. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But even if he gets a game or two, even if he gets nine, I think he's a junior player, and I think we should go ahead and put him off on the side as being a junior player for this yeah, season. and I do think that Dylan Gunther could get a few games here, maybe not up to the, the nine-game thing. I don't know that you want Dylan Gunther going on an entire road trip with the Coyotes, right? Get him back to juniors. But maybe they give him a taste of NHL action. And if he plays, by the way... The Coyotes basically feel like he can't play in the top six now because he can't face those matchups in the NHL. He'd be wasting on the fourth line. So if he's going to play anywhere, it's going to be in that third line slot. Maybe he gets some looks there. Alex Chason, if he makes this team, is a guy who could sit out some games, right? You could give Dylan Gunther that look in that spot. And then when Gunther's ready to go back to Edmonton, then you plug Chase on right into that spot, and you've got an experienced right wing. And he so knows, I'm okay with the way we're doing okay this right now. And he's okay with sitting out those games because yes. he understands how things work. Yes. So let's get to the fourth line. Let's get some size. Let's start with some size up the middle. Let's throw McBain as the fourth line centerman yeah. to start the season. Yeah, we've been telling people. I know there's uh, there, there's some people that thought something else might play out here, but we've been pretty consistently telling you that Jack McBain was ahead of Nathan Smith throughout camp, and and I think that's how it's playing out right now. We're gonna we're gonna slot in a big guy who Bill Armstrong really likes his size. Jack McBain fits the mold of a fourth line center. He can do all those things away from the puck. Um, early on in this preseason, at least, I loved some of the plays they always make, making a lot of smart decisions away from the puck and with the puck. I think he's a good fit there. Yeah, and I I, I think you know with Smith already being sent down, it gives him a chance to excel down in Tucson and be the guy. So let's go with one of uh, the program's favorites, one of our friend, regular friend guests, of friend of the program. And we're going to put newly signed right the winger Reverend. Christian Fisher. <laughs> the Reverend. The Reverend, the Reverend right. Christian Fisher on the right <laughs> wing on the fourth line. Now here's the problem. You've got a lot of forwards. One, two, three, four, five. And I know some of them are already in two something. you got a lot of forwards there, and you've got one spot left. And this is what I mean when you go, oh, that guy should make the team. Oh, Michelli should make the team. McCartney's going to be. There's Where? one spot left. I and, think and roles are important too, right? It's not 100%. just, oh, this guy, you got to fit into a role. I think it's O'Brien. Me too. I don't think there's any question. It's, it's yeah, Liam O'Brien. It's, it's Obi. Yep. So I think we put O'Brien there. I think we should move aside, maybe down the board or in a special spot, the players that have already been sent down, Carcone. Uh, yeah, even though he's still in Mc camp. But I think that move is so that they can Smith. send him down eventually. Nathan Smith. Who else we got there? McCartney. 
McCartney, he's still at camp, Kellerman. right? He's just injured. Yeah, he's injured right now. Yeah, Milos Kellerman, who yeah. I just wrote about today, by the way, at gophnx.com. He is going to start the season in Tucson. So you have Dylan Gunther off to the side, and this is where we go back to the extra forwards. Okay. We have three players when for you, the extra forwards. How many when you extra look, forwards can you? You, you can, can have keep, two. You can have two extra forwards. But it for doesn't make sense. Have one. Especially okay. when you have an AHL team that's only an hour and a half away yep. or two hours so away one. now. There's no reason to keep two forwards sitting when they can be playing. So maybe you keep one extra forward. And Petey brought up this point a, a long time ago. And I want to go back to it. When you're looking at who you have sitting out, you don't want that guy to be a prospect who's not getting any development time in games. The, the more logical person to put in that slot is a veteran who is past the development stage, who's been around the NHL, who understands this process. The and so, Petey, is, But those three names are, I wouldn't say any of them are super yeah, veterans. Th- this one's easy for me. Okay. Um, Michelli goes down. Yes, that, so I'm gonna that get him was, on. that's a Michelli's no-brainer. Michelli really loves camp. him. He looks great in camp. He's offensive. There's a future here for Michelli. It's just he's, not now. And like we said on the audio show yesterday, yep. he's the. I think he's the first man up. So now it comes down to, do you want a centerman or a wing? And I tell you what, Laurent Dauphin, for me. That's my guy too. Literally does everything. Veteran. He's played, played he in the middle. The he's played on the wing. He's played top six. He's played bottom six. He's played in the American League. He's played in the National League. And he's been here twice before. And so if I'm in the development side of this, I go, you know what? If Lorento Fan sits as our 13th, 13th forward and he doesn't play the first 10 games, eh. If Jan Yannick, who are, who are grooming for the future and being a player in this organization for years to come, doesn't play for 10 games, that's a big deal. Yep. He needs to go down to Tucson and play. If he was going to slot into the top 12, then Yannick can stay. If he's not slotting into the top 12 and that comes into play with a player like Chase on doesn't make the team, yeah. then maybe there's room to get Yannick into this lineup and have him play in the wing and move people out. Or at yeah. center and you move like somebody Dukestad over to the, to the wing because they've ex- been experimenting with 100%. that. 100%. Okay. So yes. we're sending Yannick down to yep. Tucson and we are keeping Dufan as the extra forward. 13th forward. And again, this doesn't mean that these there's a good chance almost everyone on this board will see Makes an it. NHL game. That this is season. correct. Yeah. A very good chance. Yes, they're going to be call-ups. And, and that's why up. we talk, I saw a comment about Smith being disappointed. Do you think Smith will get... No, I, I think he's still got a better opportunity playing here at the Arizona Coyotes and getting NHL games than he would in, 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 in Winnipeg. And he's probably going to be their first-line center down in Tucson, right? Okay, let's, we're going to so move along we, to the we back talk end. About yeah, Tucson. We, we, get it to the back end. Where I'm going to start off with our, our, our top-line left defenseman, and I'm going with Goss to spare right away just yeah, to get same. it done. Easy. No-brainer. After his the season he had last year, and yep. and really what they're they're trying to showcase him. Let's be honest, he knows it. The organization knows it. The NHL knows it. They're trying to showcase Shane Goss's pair for a trade deadline move. Now, yep. the, so pro- he, the he problem is all these situations. I agree with the old Rick Tockett theory. You want right left matchups because they can get the puck off of the wall in the offensive zone much easier, and they're looking on their forehand when they're breaking out of zone. I like right left matchups. I would like to give uh, the Ghost a right handed defenseman to play with. Got a lot of them here. You have got four. He played most of the season with uh, Mayo last year. Yep. I don't know if that's Connor Timmons. Right Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking Troy Stetcher is is your guy here that I huh. think can play in that situation. Connor Timmons could be there at some point, Leah, and I I get what you're thinking because he's part of their future. But I think he really played with Timmons, like four. Well, he's games coming off year. a full season that he missed. Yeah, and. You know, let, let's be honest. He struggled a little bit in the preseason. And that's to be expected. So I'm not sure you want to throw him into that role right away. 
I agree, and I'm going to put Stetcher there to okay, start. I agree, but I think Timmons could earn that top yes, spot easily. absolutely. Yeah. Here's where it gets difficult. Because next up on the left side, I'd like to throw 24-year-old Jacob Chikrin up next. <laughs> the problem is he's on the IR, not practicing. Not just on IR. Not skating, and will not be there on opening night. So, in a bold move, I'm going to put Jacob Chikrin off to the side. Okay. I think he's on the top six. If he's playing and healthy, yes. he is not going to be healthy by opening night. I don't. I just don't see it. We're, I don't know. And if, we're technically doing the opening Yeah, we're doing night. opening. So I'm taking yeah. Jacob Chikrin. Whoop. And he's off to the side, is injured for now, which opens up another spot for somebody else. He's, he's not taking up a roster spot. As soon as he's healthy and able to play, and honestly, he's on. I'm sure he's on the trip because he'll be with the medical team. That may happen during this trip, and then this will all be a waste of time. But for the short term, chicken's off to the side. So who do we got next? As our next up on the left side, we've got Mosier. That's my guy. Nemeth, Kolyachonik, and Deneen. J.J. Mosier. J.J. Mosier. I think he earned it last season. What a what a come up for him yeah. last season to this to this year. And again, if Jacob Chikrin is in the lineup, J.J. Mosier just slides down a slot. So when, when Jacob, when, if Jacob Chikrin plays for the Coyotes this season, and we all know that story by now, JJ Moser slides down a slot. But for now, I think he's fully capable. He showed it last season that he can jump up onto that second pair. I'm going to stay on the left side. We've got three left defensemen left. You've got Nemeth, Kolyachonik, and Deneen. Nemeth? <sighs> I think Nemeth is the most experienced guy. He's shown some things during training camp. I've been really impressed with Kolya Chonuk right now. Yes. I think on the left side, he moves the puck better. He skates better than Nemeth does right now. I think it could be interesting to see him in your top six right now. Now, if Chikrin comes back, Kolya Chonuk goes down because you yep. don't want him being your extra for the same things we discussed um, with Yannick. So for right now, how do we feel about Kolya Chonuk? I, I think he's looked really good in the preseason. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to say that I'm going to be surprised if Pat Patrick Nemeth plays a lot of games for the Coyotes this year. I don't think his game is at a at a point, and it probably won't be again given his age, where he should be a regular defenseman in your lineup. I think he's a, a guy that's probably going to rotate in and out based on injuries and other but factors. But are, so are you going to put him as the spare defenseman? We'll get to that in I a minute. I know we're a little, we'll I'm get getting a, a little ahead. Let's, let's fill out the right side first. So now on the right side, we've got Timmons, Brown, Mayo, yeah. Soderstrom. We need two. Somebody's got to play with Mosier. Is that where Timmons goes? That's where I'm putting him for now. I think you want Timmons him to play meaningful there. minutes because you need this guy to. And then Mayo with Kolyachonik. What about? I don't really know. I to be honest, I don't know this anything really about. Hard. I think this is what's going to happen. I don't. Know I think anything. Mayo has earned it. I think he's signed the new contract. I just don't think he's going to play there. I think this is Brown's spot to lose right now. I think they're going to play veteran-heavy defense. Um, on the back end and keep Dyson Mayo growing, maturing, and developing. Do you put him back in Tucson then rather than having I don't him know, as your seventh defenseman? Yet. Because, again, Dyson Mayo's been around a little longer, so it's not I'm, like he's a he's a young buck. I'm right? moving Deneen off. Did I say young buck? I did say that. We like don't Cam Deneen, but Deneen's going Dyson down. Dyson Mayo is my age. <laughs> so we've got, as our extra defenseman now, we have Nemeth, Soderstrom, and Mayo. Are we in agreement? Soderstrom has to go down again. Yes. Yes, he's not ready. And we talked about that. If you missed yesterday's audio episode, Tucson Roadrunners with something to prove this year. Victor Soderstrom is one of them, and we get way more into it yeah. on our audio episode. So definitely give that a listen. If one of two at the top of the list. So a chicken right? yeah. injured, it comes down to Nemeth and Mayo as your extra. And there is no doubt what you do here, except you have the ability to carry 23 in the short term. You can keep them both. You can. In the short term. 
Do you do that to show Mayo almost like a little reward for what he has done in the previous year? Because Nemeth's going to be there. You're not saying Nemeth down to the American League. I, I don't see it. <laughs> okay. Craig, I just don't Craig's see it. Face for the same doubt. reason we are with Yannick, even if someone gets hurt, Nemeth can still be your seventh, and you can call someone up from Tucson and jump into that spot. Here's the flip side of this. Patrick Nemeth is going to pass through waivers. No one's going to claim him, right? So you could send him conceivably to Tucson. This could be like a Zabinic McCulloch situation where he's down as a, a mentor for, for those guys down there uh, in Tucson. I don't know. I don't know what's going to I'm going Nemeth here. here. Okay. Coach PD is taking the race. going down? Nope. I'm keeping seven, I'm keeping eight D for the first two weeks of camp to see how it shapes out. There you first go. two weeks okay. of the so season. Keeping, and now let's get to the last piece of it. Yes. Goaltending. We're throwing, let's no debate. Veggies. Veggies number one. Number yeah. one. So veggies, veggies number getting one. a slot. Yeah, this is funny when you talk about people saying, well, they should make the team when you really get down to it. It's, it's just hard. Not our spots. Yeah. And now we've got Johansson, Gillies, Prozvatov, and my favorite, the question mark. <laughs> is there okay. somebody else? Let's start with this. Prozvatov's going back to yeah, Tucson. Yeah, send him the, down. The organization believes he needs to spend another season in Tucson. Another player we talked about on yesterday's Bingo. audio episode. I think Gillies ends up being his backup in Tucson. And so now we're talking about Jonas Johansson or... As you mentioned, PD, question mark. So the, our goaltending right now is Vimelka on the top and question mark and Johansson. After <laughs> Johansson's performance last night, I thought there were moments during the second period where I thought he was okay. I thought he was big and I thought he stopped some puck. Unfortunately, I thought he let in a few too many that squeaked through him. I'm concerned. I'm sure they are as well. The game-winning goal was not a good goal. Because the other person is not here yet, Johansson is number two. Okay. But... I'm also on the board. We're putting the question mark on the board because there's eight days until opening day. And something else to keep in mind for this, the last thing I want to say on the goaltending, the teams that play in Europe, they get to carry 25 players. They don't have to be down to 23 yet, so they can... And one of those teams is the Nashville Predators who have Connor Ingram, who is at the top of my list of the story that I wrote about goalies who could come available. Kevin Woodley thinks he's a terrific prospect. There are other people who think he's really figured it out. So, again... Jonas Johansson is getting a, a trial right now. The first one was, eh, he's going to get a couple more looks. If he doesn't pass the test, the Coyotes may go looking for another goalie again when they come available. So, on the board, that's it. That's how the PHNX Coyotes crew shapes it out to start the season. Let's take one final look at the board. And, all right, for review, we got Boyd centering the top line between Schmaltz and Keller. We have... Bukestad centering line two between Richie and Cassian. On the third line, we have Hayton on center uh, with Kraus and I cannot say his name. Is it Chazon? Chazon. Chazon. Okay, I will get it. I promise. On the fourth line, we've got McBain centering a line between O'Brien and Fisher. And then we have Dauphin as that extra forward. Um, for the D on the top pair, we have Gostaspare and Stetcher. For the second pair, we have Mosier and Timmins, and that is with Chikrin out on the side. He's currently injured with the idea that when he comes back, he would slide into that spot and Mosier would move down one. For the third pair, we have Kolyachanik and Brown, and then we've decided, or Petey has <laughs> made the executive call to keep two goalies, I mean not goalies, two extra defensemen with Nemeth and Mayo, and then as far as goaltenders go, we got veggie number one right now slotted Johansson two, but we put question mark three because we still think we are still of the belief that an extra 
or another goalie will come into the system. Jonas Johansson has to win this job. Yes. He didn't win the job in his first look no. in, in that last preseason game. He needs to win this job. Otherwise, the Coyotes could just, you know, wave him and he could be reclaimed by Colorado and they could go fishing once again. Yep. So that's what we have. We'll put this out on Twitter later today at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Everybody can chime in, give their thoughts. If you agree, disagree, what moves you would have made differently. Um, and we can get into some debate. And then we'll look at the opening night roster and see how we did. Yep. Uh, last year, we all did our own. This year, we collaborated. So this was fun. Um, Adam said, only thing missing is Petey's Vanna White evening gown, which, <laughs> yeah, you're so right. Maybe next year we'll, we'll get that going. Um, but it, but that was that was a lot of fun. Um, we should do that every year. I really enjoyed it. Oh, I love that. doing this. Stuff. Yeah, that was really, it really felt like we were in a coach's room. Um, wish we had, wish, and by the way, if you're watching, PD ran off because he said, I've done my job for today. He's left again. And <laughs> he literally ran away. Um, but that's okay because Craig and I still have plenty to talk about. But before we get there, um, tomorrow night is Thursday night football, the MLB playoffs. Are around the corner. This is when I dial into it. And I love, and yeah, and this is funny because I got into some beef with Shane a little bit because I'm from Toronto. I'm a Blue Jays fan. Am I a Blue Jays fan in the sense, have I watched a single Blue Jays game this year? No. But now they're in the playoffs, so I'm dialing it back in. Well, Blue Jays Mariners look is looking like the matchup, and Shane is a diehard Mariners fan, and he said that I cannot cheer for the Blue Jays since I didn't watch a game this year. But yeah. I'm, I'm a Toronto fan. I'm okay with him being a Mariners fan. I mean, I might bring his up his family's that, from I know, Washington. I might bring up that his father is a Washington State fan, which is a, a little more suspect than Shane's choices. So, I'm gonna anyway, anyway, um, really exciting, and it, we're gonna use the Underdog Fantasy app to uh, to make watching it more exciting because you could do the Pick'em game. You can put money on higher or lower, which is a really fun thing to do. It makes it so much more fun to watch these games. And especially, like, I like the baseball playoffs a lot. It, I do too. It, it's, it's what... It's got a, such a different feel I know. to it. There's it's like when I get bought in. in the air. It's when I get bought in, but I'm even more bought in when I have some money on the line. And that's <laughs> what Underdog makes really fun. Um, so we're going to... I'm sure I'll do some Pick'em. You can do two people drive. Drafts. You can go head to head with someone. Five dollar buy-in. The winner wins nine dollars. It's super, super easy to do. Um, so all you have to do: search in the app store or click on the link in the show notes. Sign up with promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to one hundred dollars. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code PHNX and get in on the action today. And I'll also be enjoying some Four Peaks beers while watching. The playoffs. I just loaded up on pumpkin porter again. Yes. Oh, tis the season for pumpkin it is. porter. It's perfect now. And by the way, if you get a chance to try the pumpkin porter cheesecake at Four Peaks, I'm just yeah, saying. I didn't even know that existed until it appeared in front like, of me. Like Sean, Sean said this the other day. I think it did it pass the chicken tenders in your power rankings. I think so. I think it's probably my favorite single food item from uh, from Four like, Peaks. It's pretty amazing. It's unbelievable I'm just that's your meal right guy. there right chicken tenders a pumpkin porter and the pumpkin porter cheesecake <sighs> it's done. perfect done. it's fall it's so good um and you can you can try it and listen i came into this show today ready to pr- promote our asu hockey takeover but it's sold out in <sighs> sold out instantly l- instantly in <laughs> hours less than a day so everybody who's coming 
to that. We're so, so excited. Next Friday, October 14th, we're doing an ASU game mullet takeover. We ha- we're having a pregame tailgate, if you will, at Four Peaks. There's going to be an unlimited taco bar. Of course, Craig is mm-hmm. missing that. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you've noticed a trend at PHNX where they host all these cool events when I'm not here. Yes, that's that's part of that's part of the plan. It does seem to be part of our brand. Yeah. 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 But anyway, it's going to be a lot of fun. And if you didn't get a chance to get tickets this time, they were open to members only. So great. A lot of our events are going to be like this. So I highly recommend becoming a member so you can get first access to all these amazing events. Um, And then join our members only discord so you hear about them right away before anyone else because like i said this one sold out in less than a day Um, and we're gonna have plenty more events like this too so keep them on your radar four peaks is is so much fun we have so much fun there and all the events there are fantastic if you want to drink four peaks you must be 21 and older and enjoy responsibly but if you're not 21 you could still come to the 8th street pub and come to our events so it's gonna be a lot of fun Anything else you want to talk about the lines before we move on to talking about? The oh, game? I think we're going to probably get a lot of feedback from people on these <laughs> lines. So we'll, we'll be able to talk about this in the coming yeah, days. And, and I do think the one thing I'll say, and I already said this, but I just want to reiterate this. I still think every single person on that board, maybe not Gunther, depending on what they do with him, is going to see it an NHL game with the Coyotes. Right. I mean, I, I think Gunther could see some early, but he's, I, I really think he's going to end up going yeah. back to And And to I Edmonton. think, you know, you, you think of Smith, you think of Michelli. You think of Carcona even. Those are kind of the, the yeah. next yes. guys who can And You know, we saw the season that Carcona and Michelli had last season. They earned their time up in Arizona. And unique too. Yep, and unique, absolutely. So, you know, we'll see what they do in Tucson and we'll see. And there, it's inevitable. There's going to be injuries. Mm-hmm. There might even be, you know, trades for assets and that will open up spots. So we'll see. Can I just lay this out there again? Because people get upset when writers don't tweet the lines every day at practice. <laughs> It's not coming. Just just set your mind to that, okay? You're not going to be getting the lines from me every day at practice. When there's something relevant with the lines, when there's a change or something interesting, yeah, I'll give them to you then, but I'm not going to give them to you every practice, so so don't count. <laughs> All right. Well, lucky for us, the preseason game against the Vegas Golden Knights was finally on streaming. Yeah. Able to uh, watch it was on ESPN Plus last night, so... We were able to watch it. The Coyotes once again lost by one goal <laughs> uh, to the Vegas Golden Knights. The formula. It is the formula. They still have yet to win a preseason game. So, yeah. well, yeah, I this guess is it. This I, is it. Exactly. They have one point so far in the preseason. I guess if you're if you're charting points, we got a, a look at Jonas Johansson last night. We've already talked about that a little bit. Um, I, I wouldn't even call it necessarily a shaky start. There was traffic in front on the first goal. I thought he could have done a better job of tracking the puck on that. The second one was a bad change by the Coyotes and a terrific shot. I thought he settled in for a while, but then at the end of the game, not so much. And I really didn't like the game-winning goal. That's that's just he was just off his off his angle there. Yeah, he had 24 saves on 28 shots for a .857 save percentage. So not a great night. And we talked about this already when building the line. He needs to earn his spot. Mm-hmm. And that last night was not the performance that he needed to put on to do that. Aiden Hill on the other end of the ice, former Coyotes oh, goalie, by go. the way. Should have kept Aiden Hill. No, we're not saying that. But holy moly, game. Uh, 50, <laughs> save 50-53 shots for a .943 save percentage. But that also speaks to the Coyotes' shots on goal. They had 28 shots on goal in the second period. I liked, when, I, when I'm diving into the details of this game, um, I liked particularly, I like Matias Michelli. I like the way he's playing, but Barrett Hayton, Barrett Hayden's popping for me, and I know I 
maybe I'm maybe, maybe I'm trying to support my own opinion here because I've been picking him as the breakout player of the year since like last season. You, you convinced me I'm on the bandwagon. Yeah, but I really like how Barrett Hayton is looking. And you, we mentioned the lines earlier and starting him in that three slot, maybe to to give him a comfort zone. He could earn his way to uh, a greater role if he keeps playing the way he's playing. Easily. He had three points last night, um, which is unbelievable. A goal and two assists. Michelli and Chazon had the other goals. So, I mean, I feel like every time Hayton's in the lineup for a preseason game, he's on the score sheet. He's showing up. And that's what you want from a mm-hmm. fifth overall pick. Yep. So, I... With the most disjointed development path I've ever <sighs> seen. Factor all that in when you're judging Barrett Hayden. But yeah. he looks like he's arrived. Yep. It does look like it, so let's hope that translates to the regular season. Um, and let's do we have? Oh, I don't know if we have it in this room. Do we have the uh, the road graphic, Sean? The uh, the road trip one. If you give me a second, I can get it in here. Okay. Well, you mean we'll, we have to talk. <laughs> you I mean have, we have, I have to, trouble doing that, Sean? As you probably fill noticed. Air. Yeah. yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Goodness. I don't know if you had any other takeaways from that game, but uh, it, it's so hard. I don't want to. I don't want to make too grand a pronouncement about anything because it's still the preseason. There were a lot of guys out of the lineup for Vegas, right? So I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm always hesitant to make major judgments on the preseason, but you, but you're looking for little things like you're looking for signs of progress from a, a player like Barrett Hayden. He's certainly shown that so far. Again, you want to see Johansson perform in that backup role with a look and he didn't. And now the road trip graphic is up so I can stop talking. Yes, we have the road trip graphic. So this is what the Coyotes have left on the schedule. Only two more preseason games on the road, though, uh, of course, yep. like everything else. The Vancouver Canucks this Friday, the 7th in Vancouver. And then on Saturday, the last game of the preseason in Boise, Idaho. Boise, as they say up there. Boise. Um, the Coyotes did not even come home from the game in Vegas. They're staying on the road. They're <laughs> going to do some team building exercises. Always something that happens, uh, you know, sometime in the preseason. Then they'll go to Van. Then they'll go to Boise, and then they'll have a few days after that game in Boise where they'll just practice and we'll in we'll Boise? whittle it down. No, they'll come home now, and then we'll we'll see the roster. They'll whittle it down to the real roster, and then they'll start really preparing for that first game. In Pittsburgh. Yep. And then they go Pittsburgh, Boston, Toronto, Montreal, Ottawa, Columbus. Woo! I'm going to start the road trip with the Coyotes. I I can't promise I'm going to finish it. In fact, I I can promise I will not. You can promise that you will not. Yeah. yeah, Unfortunately, the Coyotes are on the road a lot in the beginning of the season. But every NHL team still plays their 41 home games. So when they are home, I recommend you check out Game Time to buy your tickets because you can save up to 60% off, especially when you buy day of game. I know that's stressful some pe- for people who are planners. And I know P- uh, Craig and PD and myself are actually planners, uh, especially PD is a little bit on edge. I don't know how he would do buying last minute, but it it it's seriously like they're literally cheaper the, the day of the game or the event, which is crazy. Um, so check out anytime you want to buy tickets for either Coyotes Suns is coming up. We got Cardinals going on right now. There's concerts coming into town, shows, any of it. Check out Game Time. When you buy, you can save up to 60% when you buy last minute. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So scroll down here on YouTube. Scroll down if you're listening on audio. The link is there. And then let us know if you have success. We've heard some great success stories um, in our members-only Discord about people using Game Time and not just the how cheap the tickets are, but great customer service as well. Um, so we really do love Game Time. And also, as we're gearing up for the NHL season, you can 
Stock up on your gear on foco.com. They have the best Arizona merchandise. They have officially licensed gear for men, women, and kids and everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. And this week they have brand new Cardinals hoodies for all the Cardinals fans out there. The ultimate loungewear. It's similar to a Snuggie. We're almost in. Do you have any Snuggies, by the way? I do not. Do you? I have two Snuggies. (gasps) Did not buy them myself. Do you wear them? I'm going to lay that out there. I'm not going to answer that question, Leah. I think that's a yes. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Um, well, if you want to get one for yourself, head on over to foco.com for all non-presale items. Use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. Uh, I'll read some of the comments here. Roaring Fork said, Zadina and Hayton's development paths are so, so similar, it's uncanny, and they were taken one pick apart in 2018. I remember because well. everybody wanted Zadina at the time. They were screaming. Coyotes fans were screaming that they didn't I remember take that. Philip Sedina. I would have taken the center over Philip Sedina any day of the week, and I said it at the time. Yeah, and look, they have similar similar paths, and then Roaring Fork also, they get pissed in Idaho when you pronounce Boise like Boise, like I just said. Sorry if anyone's from Boise. Boise. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. It's okay. Um, one other thing we haven't talked about yet is Clayton Keller hasn't played a preseason game yet. Yeah. And obviously, we you know, he had a gruesome injury to end the year. Yeah. All indications point toward him being healthy. He said that he was re- – and he's been practicing, correct, in training camp? Yeah, he's, he's- been out there. They're just being cautious with yeah. him. You, you, preseason is preseason, right? And I don't know yet if they're going to try and work him into these last couple games. I'm going to check in with the Coyotes to see if that's a possibility. But I don't know that he needs that much in terms of preseason game time before he's ready to go. Again, just being very cautious, being very careful. You don't want to make – you, you don't want to have him have any sort of relapse when he's no. this close to returning to the lineup. So Not at all. Yeah. And, yeah, and again, it's we just want Clayton Keller to play a full season healthy. There mm-hmm. were so many players, and it's so funny. I think the Clayton Keller injury overshadowed a lot of the others, but Lawson Krauss was out to end the year. Christian Fisher, Christian Fisher was out. Nick Schmaltz. Yeah, so it's, it's – yeah. we were so – at least for me, I'm just – And speaking, Jacob Chikrin, of course. Yeah, well, and Jacob yeah. Chikrin still out with injury. Is there any update on the timeline for that? Nope. Nope. Not yet. We'll see. All right. Yeah. We There's a see. lot going on there, as we all know. Yes, there is a lot. Um, and also, I guess we should quickly address the reports that the asking price is lowered. Do you know anything about that? Uh, I'd be cautious about that. I still think a first-round pick and a top prospect are part of it. Would the Coyotes be willing to take on somebody else's contract? Yeah, they might be willing to do that. But those two keepies, I don't think that's changing. And my sense right now is there just hasn't been that offer. So on we go. And also... Lastly, I know Craig doesn't really want to get into this, but I do. So I'm bringing Uh-oh. it up as the host of the show. Uh, the tweet, there is some Twitter things yesterday about <sighs> Ky- the Coyotes players being really upset about playing at Mullet Arena. But if you've watched the show for the last few months, you know that we've asked players straight to their face live on a live show. Oh, but they're not telling us the truth, Leah. They're lying to us. Uh, maybe they're talking to their agents. Well, I talk to agents too. I'm a reporter, okay? I, I make these calls, all right? So some offhand with with no details whatsoever, uh, I don't even know what to call it. It's not even a report. It's almost like a rumor from a certain journalist with a Greek last name. Um, seriously? <laughs> seriously, do I even have to address this? And In fact, no, I'm not going to address it. I'm done. Um. I will just watch, just look at our, our Twitter thread from yesterday at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Literally, the receipts are there. Uh, we got Christian Fisher, Lawson Krauss, Nick Bugstad, former Coyote, uh, Michael Grabner, all saying that they are excited or think it's fun. Nobody has said it's ideal. Nobody has said, this is my 
ideal situation. Or they, and nobody said, oh, my God, I'm so concerned about league-wide revenue. Nobody really? gives a shit. So Stop with that. I mean, it's, you, you, you want to be bought into the PA's mission, but I just get the sense that it is what it is. It's not... It's not a major issue. But why issue do fans care? I, I don't, I, You're I just don't. making billionaires richer. Yeah, like, I, why do you care as the average fan about I just, the revenue? I, I, I almost want to put a moratorium on even addressing this issue anymore. Can I know. Do that? I just, okay. I don't know. It just gets me fired up. Just stop. Just stop. Just Leave stop. us alone. The Coyotes are bad enough. <laughs> we don't need right. this yes, extra Yes, they're playing stuff. in a 5,000 seat arena. We know. We know. Okay. It's going to, it's still it's all the, been it's the hashed same out. size ice rink. HK. physically as every other one in the league <sighs> okay we're done with that um we're enjoying we're gonna relax now enjoy these chairs these are uh, good chairs. these are good chairs really these good are chairs. amazing chairs um and they're of course from more furniture so if you're watching us on youtube right now you can see them they're they're really soft they're they're like just comfortable enough that you sink a little, but you know, you can still keep your posture. Um, Fighting to stay awake here. Yeah. And all is that you saying, let's wrap this up? Let's wrap this okay. up. But well, what do, before we do, we got something really cool coming on Friday. We do, but we? I need to finish to okay. say what I was I'll talking about. <laughs> um, if you want to furnish your house or your new space or just want to, you know, redecorate for the new season, check out more furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com. Um, they have great stuff and we, they really outfitted our entire office. We, we love all of our new furniture here. So, uh, all right, Craig, let's talk about Friday's show because it's going to be a lot of fun. Keith Yandel is going to be on the show. I think we told you this already, but we are really excited to talk to Jelly. (laughs) Yes, we are. And just expect the unexpected on that. Yes. That's a, that's That's a good way of saying we're not going to give any more hints than that, but I'll also have a story moving on Keith Yandel that morning on go phnx.com. So be sure to read that. I've got some great anecdotes already. I'm hoping to collect some more, but that story will be up before Keith Yandel appears live on our show on Friday. We're really looking forward to that one. Hopefully we get the Keith Yandel that is always in the room. The, 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 the guy that players see more than media. He's, he's sometimes he's a little more polished and reserved with media. Hopefully we can draw him out and we have some we have some ways that we're going to try and do that later. Yes, we, we do. Yeah. Like I said, expect the unexpected um, on that show. Please subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you hit the notification bell, you'll never miss when our shows go live. So we would really appreciate that. We'll have another audio episode tomorrow. If you don't subscribe to our podcast and the audio form, we highly recommend doing so because we have usually one to two just audio episodes a week. Um, so you don't want to miss that content. Like I said yesterday, we had a great conversation about the guys in Tucson with things to prove, and we'll have another audio-only episode coming tomorrow talking more about that global series going Mm on um, in a couple of days here. So subscribe, like, leave us a review. If you haven't already, our podcasts are available on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, they're there. It's It's the best time of year to subscribe to our podcast if you haven't already. So please do that as well. You can follow PHNX Sports across all social platforms and especially follow at PHNX underscore Coyotes on Twitter. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. Make burner accounts and follow it. I'm just kidding, but not really. Um, and you can follow each of us on Twitter at Craig S. Morgan, at Leah Merrill, at S. Peters Hockey, and at Sean underscore DePaz as well. Any uh, final notes before we I'm head good. out? I'm out. Other than Sean, I want to bring up that uh, one sleeve of my Nutter Butters is missing <gasps> from the safe. So I think we need to launch an investigation. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's not me. Yeah, but, Sean's allergic. Uh, so. If it wasn't for me, there would probably be more missing. I've stopped a true. few. 
That's uh, true. So, but I know you can't be here twenty four seven. Yeah. So fortunately, we, we put a camera. We installed. Well, we did actually. Lee. We have oh. secret security cameras okay. in the There's, building, uh, and we're gonna dust for fingerprints. I've just That's ordered eye packs on on Amazon. So if anyone goes in there, <laughs> perfect. We'll know. perfect. Okay. Stay tuned for what we find out. Yeah. Stay tuned for that, everybody. Thank you so much for watching. Thanks for chiming in on in the comments. We'll have an audio episode tomorrow, live again, Friday at 11 a.m. with Keith Yandel. Until then, enjoy the rest of your day, everyone.